Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning. Today's episode is answering a question that was posed to me on my Facebook page over the weekend. Uh, And it was asking in relation to midlife reinvention and getting over that frustration, that feeling stuck, that horrible place that you can sometimes get into. And it doesn't have to happen just in midlife. It could be at any time. But the question was, how does meditation help? And so this episode is is my personal view. That's only ever my personal view and my experience of how meditation helps. So my experience, if I go back over the decades, I started flirting with meditation in my late mid to late 20s. I was interested in it and I was interested in Buddhism and I used to go to a a group to learn more about it and and I used to find I was in a very very stressful job at the time and those classes were little pockets of joy and calm when I worked in a very very frantic world and I also at that time lived alone so it was a great solace to me so I got to a place where I understood the benefits of it I went on meditation retreats and came away feeling like a completely new person, like I could float on air and anything was possible. However, like many of us, that didn't convert into a regular practice. It was a bit like holidays. We book holidays, we go away, we we visit places that make us feel amazing we we look forward to those things and we plan them and we love them but we kind of think that's just something that happens occasionally that's not part of my normal daily life and that's how I lived and then when I began to struggle I would probably like many of you and if you've read any of my stuff or heard me speak before you'll know the myriad of different tools and techniques and strategies I was trying to use to help me get out of this place of I say stuckness but it was worse than stuck it was stuck and it was low it was in the phrase I use is the trough of despondency and I was using chakra balancing and crystal healing so many things I don't know angels I can't remember them all and in the moment of doing them there was a little bit of an uplift there was and there was a sense of purpose if you were learning something new and chakras would be my new thing and then crystals would be my new thing but it never lasted and it never fully liberated me from this deep it like weights on your feet when you when you get really stuck it is like 
you've got weights on your feet and you're being sucked under and you don't know how to get out. So I presume this is, you know, the way your memory, you're not quite sure exactly how it happened, but I suspect I was doing what I always did, which was Googling till your fingers bleed, trying to come up with, you know, what would make a difference. I don't know what I searched. And I may not even be, have been searching. I may—I don't know. I may have read something. And then you know the way ads follow you around once you've looked at something. And I think transcendental meditation popped up. And I followed it. And I'd heard of it before. And I'd been a little bit dubious because it has some negative press around it. And I remember it from, from when I was a child, you know, the Beatles and Maharishi, Mahash Yogi and... And it was all a bit druggy. It was how I associated it. But it got me curious. And I was interested that people like David Lynch, the director, whose work I really enjoy, talked about how it was very different, how it released creativity. And so I got curious. And I paid to learn Transcendental Meditation. Quick, I'm going to make a quick note there. A lot of people dislike it because they say you shouldn't pay to learn meditation. However, you do always pay. If you go to a retreat, you're paying. If you go to yoga classes, you're paying. You're always paying for someone's expertise. And and I'm, and this is not a plug for transcendental meditation because I would urge you to try any form. I don't care what it is. You find one that works for you. And in a minute, I'll share the specific reasons why, but I wanted you to understand the journey that I went on before I found it. So I chose Transcendental Meditation. It is the one that works for me. And what's really good at it is that beyond telling you how magnificent it is, beyond the meditations I was familiar with that shared with you techniques, shared with you, you know, how good it is and, and linking it with mindfulness where you focus on breathing or or a flower or, or something. The key thing that I learned from the style of meditation I use, and this is almost more important than the meditation itself, is the discipline that you do it twice a day for 20 minutes. And this is what Transcendental Meditation teaches you, is you will do this now for the rest of your life, twice a day for 20 minutes. And that in itself is one of the aspects, so there's there's a multi-layered difference here. Why, why meditation? And what, why would you do it? What you need when you're stuck are a, a whole host of different things. The trouble is you're so overwhelmed and so sucked under that you can't think of any of them. Like your head is a mess. Your grasp at anything. And one of the things, so that discipline is, oh, thank God. You just want someone to tell you what to do, partly, because you can't think for yourself anymore. You're so overwhelmed. You can't trust your decisions. You can't trust anything. And so someone says, meditate twice a day. You go, okay, 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 I'll do that. And at first you wonder, and it feels weird. It feels very weird when you first start meditating. And you've got people around you who don't meditate. And that was the environment I was in. I was in an environment where people were respectful, but at first I got the whole, you know, the sniggering, the talking in the background, the whispering, because you're sitting there quietly with your eyes closed. But eventually they get over it. And and so the discipline was the first thing, was 
here is something I can do. Here is something that gives some purpose to my day, if nothing else, because remember, I'm lost and frustrated and stuck and in a trough of despondency. So now there's something in my day, a purpose. Okay, I meditate. This is what I do. I have no idea what else I'm doing, but I'm meditating. So then over time, what begins to happen, and this is true of all meditation, is that the purpose of it is it takes your brain into a different state and you can research. I'm not, that's not my thing going into the alpha beta waves and, and the fascination. But if you want the science behind it, there is a whole host of science around what meditation does and it shifts your brain into a different state. So I didn't make that up. That's not fluffy, airy fairiness. That's a scientific fact. If that's the kind of thing you're interested in, go look it up. So it takes your brain into a different state. And in this state, your karma, it calms down the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the thing that's driving the panic, the overwhelm, the stress, the anxiety, the fear, the drama. And so you then give yourself 20 minutes a day, giving your brain and your body some time off to actually calm down a little. And there's a whole host of benefits physically to that, to calm down, to stop feeding your body with adrenaline and cortisol, causing inflammation and damage. That in itself is powerful. But the very fact that you calm yourself down in another in another uh, podcast, I'll probably shed some light on on buckets. You're, what you're doing is reducing some of the background stress, the background noise that contributes to all of that fear and that overwhelm and that anxiety. So as you do that twice a day over time, imagine this is like a, a very slow weight loss that you don't really feel like you're eating a lot less, but you're eating a little bit less. And eventually over many months, you think, oh, that's interesting. I seem to have lost some weight. And for me, meditation was like that. It wasn't an instant, oh goodness, I feel amazing now. Of course, you get that in the moment. You do in that moment, you think, oh, this feels great. But over time, there's a cumulative effect of reducing, reducing, reducing that background noise. And as that happens, what, what, makes what that makes possible is your conscious thoughts to suddenly feel more empowered like you can think more clearly and when you can think more clearly a bit of you returns you're able to focus more and when you can focus more you can you can make better decisions and so if that's all it does and, and other people talk about it, expanding their creativity, that they can come up with ideas they never could have without it. If you read anything up on David Lynch and his relationship with transcendental meditation, you'll hear him talk about how it expands his creativity. So when I talk about reinvention, I'm always talking about multiple layering of changes in your life so meditation for me is a fundamental core do that first set up a practice it gives you discipline it gives you 
space to calm down for your mind and your body to give you the freedom to think more clearly. What it also does, which is a really nice bonus, is the other thing that happens when you're stressed and overwhelmed is that your quality of sleep is very poor. And so you wake up feeling like you don't want to wake up. Oh, God. You're tired. One of the benefits I found really early on was that I would feel tired, but I think it's okay because I'm going to meditate for 20 minutes and then I'll feel okay. And it was absolutely true. I could wake up really tired, sit down, do 20 minutes meditation before breakfast, and then I'd felt like I had a night's sleep. It's astonishing how 20 minutes of meditation can make you feel like you've had a good night's sleep. And that progressively gets better. So all of those features of meditation make it worthwhile. Even if you had just one of those, a better night's sleep, or more focus, more discipline, if you had just one of those, that would help contribute to you being able to get out of the stuckness and to begin to look at how you want to reinvent your life, to make it what you want. Even if it is just a case of making life worth living again. I hope you found this helpful. If you have any more questions, if you'd like me to do a podcast on a specific topic that you're feeling lost with or you want to know more about, then leave me a voicemail message here on the podcast or over at Facebook. There's two places. There's the Mental Wealth Factory, which is the main page for my business. There's also the Midlife Reinvention Group, which I set up and I'm beginning to link to this. So it's a new page, but it's probably the best place to go to pose a question that I will do my damnedest to answer in this podcast. All right. So meditation, find one that works for you, set a discipline, do it every day, build your life around the meditation and not meditation around your life, because otherwise you will find reasons and excuses to procrastinate, to be distracted, to not do it which is what you do with everything else when you're stuck. So it becomes your priority. It becomes your lifeline. It will change your life for the better. Okay, have a great day. Enjoy finding the meditation that works for you. And I will speak very soon. Bye.